Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Getco Cafe and Market. And hi, Moan. Hey, DK. Hey. <laughs> look, look. I still, I'm still rapping. I got, I, I got my, I, I got my emblem on. We're ready to I roll. I see that. I would definitely like this post on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want to take from the uh, 49ers forever faithful. Don't ever get it twisted. I'm still here, That's baby. It. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, no one ever forgets that. No, absolutely. Moan, there's this, there's another thing that you never forget, a subject that runs near and dear to your heart. And that's the offensive line. And you promised everyone yesterday uh, that you would spend some time on on that today. Yeah. <clears throat> where where would we even begin? You know what? Uh, I, I kind of want to start with them, but I think it kind of resonates out a little bit more, too. What uh, do you mean? In, in the sense of given not – I ain't going to say not earn. Given oh, no, no, what, no, what, go ahead. Go ahead. Given without traction. Is what I'll call it. I like the first one better. Given not earned? Yeah. Well, and, and, and this is where I'm at with this. Okay, we had a, a conversation last week, maybe the week before, DK, a few days back about, uh, look, I, I knew when it was my time to be out, right? And he was just like, I had a year or so, just like, man, like, mm-hmm. Moan got a roll. And I knew that too, DK. I knew at the end of the 2019 season, I tell everybody, I looked over at their sideline. They won. They beat us. We weren't going to make the playoffs. I looked to my guy, Al, who always stood to the left of me. I hugged him, and I embraced everything about the rest of that game and that last series they went on because I knew I was done. And in that, there was a new regime that kind of came in a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it really just kind of took over from there, and it was new guys, newbies, okay? Then a year after that, Marquise comes in. He comes out, and then next thing you know, you go draft his replacement kind of Give him that <laughs> that role, right? And Give being the operative term. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, the 2020 season, Dotson was in a little bit at that position. He came in and he filled in for for, for Matt Filer. Matt for Filer five, for five games and did quite well, especially in run blocking. And the other player we're referring to, obviously, was Kendrick what, Green. Yeah, and, and yeah, Kendrick Green's the other one. I'm I'm looking at a bunch of this, and this is where I'm at almost anti NFL and kind of been this way for a little while. Just because you draft a guy doesn't mean you give that guy a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not good enough, say it's not good enough and cut your losses. And I think they'll have to make those decisions moving forward sometime very soon because I'm looking at the guys they end up taking, whether they were early or late. They're guys that really walked into a starting role like within a year, less than a year with some of damn more rookie year. Dotson go in and then the next year he's a starter. Kendrick Green, year one, bad experiment right there. And then you have two other guys. Well, you have another guy. Well, two other guys who are free agent guys. I like Mason Cole, but then I look, I look at James Daniels and I'm like, I don't know. Like sometimes you're just lucky enough to be in a situation where you get paid. And I personally would have side eyed that. I knew some people that was just like really him and others was like well y'all took our guy he was good for us i think there's a person you look for on the offensive line that is a afc north type of person look at the ol before us and then us and now after us it looks different don't it it it, 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 well the first two don't the third does yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) okay (laughs) and because it's a tight it's a mentality you honestly are groomed a little bit and that's where i'm like okay you go draft a guy maybe it was COVID wrecked everything so you couldn't really get the free agents that you want or you couldn't really get the draft picks and evaluate them the way you want so because that all right bam you're starters now because you're solidified because we drafted you or because there was nobody else 
And that's why I have an issue with it. And it's the same thing. Also, when I look at just like the, the depth chart just in general, like I'm 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 looking at like it's who's Najee's Yeah, who's okay, let's who's Najee's older guy? Le'Veon had somebody before him. Mar, like 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 even Mark Mar, Mendenhall had somebody before him. Mm-hmm. Willie Parker had somebody before him, right? Right on the same field. You know what I'm saying? And there mm-hmm. has been no grooming of understanding what the identity is. Like, I had guys before me that dog cussed me out or dog cussed the group, the young group out, and understanding, like, there is a level in how you play here. And like I said, given with no track, given not earned, is kind of where I have an issue with. And, and truthfully, like, okay, let's go on the other side of the ball. Cam. Cam didn't start for about a year or two, did he not? And now it's crazy to think about now, but yeah. He played behind because mm-hmm. you had to earn it, right? The same thing. And, and then we kind of transitioned into a lot of stuff like Vince Williams, love him, earned, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then before him, Brad Kiesel plays special teams. Troy plays special teams. You, you see where I'm getting at? How many of these starters play special teams? I do. I want to I want to throw out, though. That I don't know that this is cultural because I can imagine that most of the people that are listening to this are nodding their heads, but they're thinking that it's some cultural thing. I have a feeling that a lot of this, Moan, is just the salary cap in the sense that if you go back to the times that you're talking about, yeah, the quarterback was not consuming a quarter of your payroll. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now think about that. So what, what ends up happening that the league has changed. Yeah. A, a quarterback who's even like decent, yeah. decent is getting $25 million. Okay. <laughs> and if they're good, now you're talking about 40. Yeah. And there goes just like that 25% of, of all, all of the money. Okay. So can you have a depth chart that has all these people in all these positions? Right. I don't know that you can. That, so I, I feel like it's necessary to throw that in. It's not like everything was better in my day. No. Okay. I, or, I, or any of that stuff. I, I think it's just, I guarantee you, if we had Omar Khan here right now, I guarantee you this is what he'd bring up. To, to where you get them young, put them out there and hoping that the output is cheap enough for a while. I. I what else are you gonna do? You have to make your choices somewhere, okay? And and I think if okay, look if if the Steelers didn't pay T.J. Watt, yeah, T.J.'s gone, and and you pay him an outsized portion of payroll compared to what it used to be. Yeah, the superstars <clears throat> are getting more. If you don't pay Minka, he's gone out of there. So what yeah. happens is now all your other guys look at your these all these secondary guys that got scorched in Philadelphia. Yeah, they're all bargain basement whatever. It's not that's not the Steelers being cheap. They're spending to the cap. It's just they don't. You know you can't but, expand the cap. But what I'm also saying is the reset of like culture has to be reestablished before those guys end up leaving. Like I, I, I see guys I think are doing fair defensively. Cam, mm-hmm. Earn. I can't say Devin. No. I, I I think Miles Jack has a couple. Alex Highsmith, I feel like earned more than others in this current era. I, I like what Cam Sutton's doing so far in spots, right? But mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm looking at Terrell, pretty much started from the day one he came in. Yeah, right. You see what I'm saying? Like like Devin's day one started from the day he came in, and the yeah. other guys as you mentioned, yeah, like legitimately. It, it, maybe maybe it's a cap issue, but I'm also at a point to where I remember guys having to get groomed, though, DK. Now, but again, it, it started to change. Well, I don't want Ryan Shazier 
earned every snap he got. In well, his when he stepped year. on the field, you knew okay. he was different. Too. When he existed, he was different. Is the but right. That's term. okay though. In that sense, and that's right? okay. And it's okay when it's TJ, and it's okay when it's Marquise. It's not okay yeah. when it's Kendrick Green and Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson and so forth. Uh, it's not okay when it's you know. I mean, Devin Bush had a pretty nice rookie year, so I don't want to necessarily. That's true. That's yeah, fair. So, so uh, you know, then he had the knee injury, and who knows? But it, it's it, it's there's just a lot to it. Football has changed. Yeah, football has changed, and some of it's cultural, and some of it's obviously financial, but it's definitely changed. I, I, I that was burning me yesterday to speak. I know it bit. was, but you can't recreate. The- I know because when we spoke about those two on the left side, I'm like, well, who the hell did they actually beat out? Yeah, well, let's talk. Let's get specific this time with the O-line when we come back. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Sometimes it's funny. We, we do... Uh, we do these continuations of segments like off camera, so to speak. Like we just keep going. And something that came up after this last segment, before we get to the O line, uh, I'd mentioned to Moan, I said, like, Vince Williams is a perfect example. Yeah. Vinny, Vinny is your guy that if you don't have to have all kinds of cap issues and, 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 and basically, basically screw around Vinny, which yeah. is what ended up happening to him. It was. And, and Vinny will tell you that. And if you have him on your defense, regardless of position, you've got a guy that's making everybody go through the gauntlet. You just do. He won't Mm -hmm. let you get away with it in any corner of the room. No, no, absolutely not. And maybe that just becomes more valuable than having random Marcus Allen sitting in your you know, on your roster. Do you know what I'm saying? Where you just say, I'd rather have Vince Williams here because he's at least gonna take care of business. You wanna hear something interesting? Uh, a lot of my value in those last few years was that. I don't doubt that. And I know it. I, my play was good. It was steady, too. But, like, a lot of the value was in that. Vince's value was in that, right? You can say that. Larry Foot value in that. We can go through naming people. Ike value as far as keeping that defense, like, up and ready to go and feel no, I, I think we could say the same thing about Joe Hayden, who was sorely Joe, missed yeah. this past Sunday. Joe, I mean, Joe might not have had the same step that he had in his all-pro years in Cleveland, but Joe wouldn't have let them blow the lid off like that. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> the same guy running the same routes? <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> like, like it, And then when you realize you got a guy to kind of put, put that into place, like – I, I know a direct correlation of our line coming together. I hate to keep using our freaking line all the time. No, that's because, fine. That's but I, I know a direct correlation of our line really coming together like a transformer was them realizing that I could take on Willie Colon's role. Would you agree with that? I would say so. Yeah. Bulldog, vocal, going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. That was mm-hmm. what our line needed to see in somebody else. It's what your head coach wanted out of you as well. I'll say that. Okay, your your head coach had the expectation, not just in your later years, but also in your even in your earlier years, that you would be that guy. And you know where they got that from? Too. I had this conversation with him in retirement. Um, It was Tomlin. Yes, with Tomlin. He said, "You know, your your combine evaluation of your mental makeup was everything that we thought it was." I was like, what, what, what do you what do you mean? We what are you talking threw, about? I, exactly. <laughs> if we, we knew if we threw you a challenge 
or said you couldn't, you was. And it's like, and that right there helped everybody else around you prosper. I would get fussed at for other guys because they knew that so-and-so couldn't take it or couldn't hear it or it was to the group, but it was towards me. And I was just like, okay, whatever. We're just going to go. And I'd let that resonate out. I don't know if they have that type of person in that room as far as that OL, specifically on that left side. Because DK, you know me, man. Like, and I think if you watch my play, you understand there was a level of pride in it too. I knew I had to have the mental. We talked about that yesterday, right? Like once you get past the idea of, okay, I belong in this league. I can play in this league. I can make plays in this league. Okay, there's the mental. I knew I had to have that to, you know, like hide my deficiencies in a sense, okay? And from that point right there, everything else kind of pushes out. I don't know if those guys have gotten past Dan Moore and friggin' Dotson have gotten past the mental aspect of like week in and week out, play in and play out that you got to go grind. I see too much lostness. I see too many of the same things popping up on film. Like on that first third down, okay, in the Philly Sunday. game, mm-hmm. Sunday, if it wasn't a sack, it was going to be a holding call. On? Dan Moore. Okay. And on that same play, and this is what I probably what Kenny Pickett was talking about, it looks to me as if Kevin Dotson was just lost as just anybody, a kid at the zoo, is how lost he was with no lost and found to be found. Okay. He looking around like, oh, I know he's about to get hit. Let me look away. It was that. That didn't happen because, again, in the sense of passing that torch and understanding what the actual mindset was, there's a gap there. And I think it's in multiple spots on this team. Sometimes you got to overcome coaching. You've seen this happen in years before, right? I most definitely have seen your line overcome coaching. <laughs> but but in, in, let's be real, too. And sometimes I just was <laughs> when 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 Ben had to take over games. Yeah. Overcoming culture. Right. Just so maybe just and, perform. And just perform. Maybe it's to a point to work. <laughs> Kenny, if he knows the playbook, as you said, and I'm, I got a feeling you know this really well. Yeah. Get into a point to where wide receivers where you spend extra time before and after practice going through stuff. Like maybe it becomes a little bit of a no huddle and Kenny runs the show because this is where I want you to go because I like it right here too. It's sitting on the steps at St. Vincent. Yeah. Yeah, That's it what is. it is. The stuff that Troy used to talk about. It's Thursday nights at, Mar- at the O-Line house. That's what Troy would say. We won our championships on the steps of St. Vincent. You know? We, we would get together. We'd be there at night. We'd already had a two-a-day practice, and we'd yeah. still get together somewhere and, and work about it. Here's here's my – okay, God, go you know, Take you, your time. <laughs> you know Dan Moore, yeah. and you and you know Kevin Dotson, okay? You've, you've worked I've with them. You've communicated with them. Okay, I deal with them on a regular basis. I got to tell you um, – I find them both to be impressive. Now, that might just be, remember, I mean, there's a wall there, okay? I'm not on the inside. I never pretend to be on the inside, even when we do things like inside the locker room. Okay, I'm not on the inside of the world. You know that, Moan. I've never, as much as I got to know you guys and everything, there's always that wall. Yep, it is. Okay, so... All I have is the impressions that I have of them right now. But Dan Moore strikes me as the as the as the kind of kid who's got his head on his shoulders, who's unfailingly bright. Yes. Okay. I mean, in every context, anything that you talk to him about, 
And Dotson this year, not last year, but <laughs> this year has impressed me. Okay, he like he took ownership of a lot of different things, not everything, but of a lot of different things. And I as I watch them perform, it feels to me less like let's go you know, more let's get some more fight in your game yeah. as opposed to you just don't know what it is that you're doing. I can agree with you on both of those sentiments. The first two sure? is super bright. Yeah. Super bright. Oh, yeah, that's not a that's not a discussion. Uh, understanding. Yeah. Uh right. When I, I met Dan Moore and we had conversation this offseason, and the most professional thing I told him was like, we're getting him on here, but he said, not right now because he's preparing for the season. That right there takes a lot of intelligence. Like, I don't need any more uh distractions. I also don't hardly see him on social media, too. So it lets you know he's a ball player first for the most part. And the same go for Dotson, too. Just look at him. Very prideful guy. No question. But but And you know I've been critical of him in the past, like really critical. Yeah. And and, and and he knows it, but we've talked a lot of stuff out. I just don't see that anymore. What do we always say? If it's right, it's right. You can't push away from that, okay, mm-hmm. if we're critiquing him or not, or criticize if it's right, it's right. I, I, I do think, though, as I've said before, and I'm going to reiterate it again, there is a, a gap missing on understanding the how, the whys of doing stuff, though. Like, it, it, Dan Moore can't continue whether it's film or whether it's coaching, to give up that left side edge like that, like the short edge the way he does, DK. Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. And then it's also the other side of it. Well, what's pressing them to get better at it too? Where is the competition aspect of left tackle? You know what I'm saying? Like, are your backups competent enough to where, and I'm not suggesting bench him, but there's always that that factor of, man, this guy can actually come in and play if I stink it up. Because as coach say, (laughs) this is a performance-based sport. Wins and losses matter. That cannot be manufactured. It just can't. That either that's that's either there or it isn't. Yep. You can't manufacture competition. No. So, um, <laughs> we got to get answers. We got to buy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and this isn't the one one game like reply. Something's got to change from here on out. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Welcome back. It's time for the only segment that matters, and that's brought to you every day by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite item on the Get-Go app today. Better believe it. What are you laughing about? Yeah, I'm just reciting it with you. It's like TV oh, you're advertising. Good. Absolutely. You're, reciting you're, it. You're good. We have we have a, a a good number of people who watch this regularly who can do yeah. it too, and they show it off. Uh, this comes from Jim, who says, "Hey, Moan, with all the talk about Matt Canada's ability or lack of, how important really is coaching to young players? The Steelers have a bunch of young guys on offense with raw talent. Can't all of that be wasted with substandard coaching? And on the defensive side." We have leaders like Cam Hayward who can offer guidance and set an example as to what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, but I don't see that person on the offense anywhere right now, which means that I think that good coaching is vital. What do you say? Oh, I, 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 see, I see what he's doing here because yeah. he's not hes not asking. It, it sounds on the surface like the most 
you know, ridiculous question. Like, well, yeah, of course coaching is vital. Yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, in the sense of no leadership offensively, as as it stands right now, I think it's almost fair to kind of say that. It is. You had Cam this offseason bringing Najee along with him to kind of show him what it takes to be a leader. But as you said yesterday, DK, leadership in sports is usually determined by your play. I can easily say, yeah, that guy's a dog, and I'll follow him because of his play. And we hadn't seen much of that this year. So it does kind of go down to coaching. When, when you say to yourself, okay, well, you got to put those guys you think are leaders in the right position to make plays. We talked about this about two weekends ago, two weeks ago, DK, when it came down to saying, uh, well, you, you can't just spot throw every single player, every single wide receiver on this team. You got to go find the guy so we can designate who's our top dog. That hasn't been established either. So, yes, that's a coaching item. When it comes down to protecting your quarterback, you can say to yourself, well, all right, I'll just call it and you guys need to block it up. Well, if you know you got deficiencies at tackle, guard, center, guard, and tackle, guess what you got to do? Find ways to kind of hide that a little bit. That's also coaching. So, yes, there is a level of, 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 of being able to muster leadership through coaching. It has to be that way right now because nobody's actually stepped up to actually take that that torch and run with it. That's the issue that I think we're dealing with. You know, I said from the beginning of the season to camp, DK, when we really started jumping off with this pod was, look, I love the talent on this team. One of the things I said, you put Aaron Rodgers on this offense with this talent, oh, they will flourish. And I still think that to be true because right now what you're seeing from him is a bunch of guys that can't make plays, Okay. If you put Patrick Mahomes in this offense, why did they go get another wide receiver this uh this past weekend? Well, because he needs more playmakers. You can never have enough of them. This team has a lot of them, DK, offensively. So that does come down to coaches. The same way we're charged as players on performance, it's the same way I'll forever judge a coach. Yeah, is there so much more to the job than just, you know, scripting out plays or especially for the positional guys? Uh, one of the things that I that I like about an NFL bye week uh, in Pittsburgh is the Steelers. This is the one time uh, all season that they make the individual positional assistance available to the media. We're going to be getting those guys uh, in the middle of this week. Ooh. Well, I'm not saying that from the let's grill them standpoint. It's not Guantanamo Bay. It's just it's just, <laughs> I just there's there's some questions that only they can answer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and when you're especially dealing with a guy like Matt Canada who doesn't want to answer any question about anything, uh, it's helpful to us, you know, in our jobs to get to know these 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 assistants and the positional guys because yeah. you can I, I can go to them and say, hey, you know what what actually is missing here with the left side of this line, or just pick one player and come up with something. Uh, you know, you mentioned Dan Moore and 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 you know cutting off that edge, that short edge that he's been lacking on that's you know that's a question that you ask pat meyer you it know is. yeah that that's you know because that he can give you that answer and and i think it'll help to have that so it, but they also have to be babysitters to an extent yeah. and everything else don't they <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's a lot that goes into it and that's why you hear people drop that term player coach with coach tom because he does resonate to him and sometimes let me tell you this. There is a, a, a gap in communication between the head coach and their position coaches. You know, like sometimes guys will go over the position coach head to get advice from the head coach just to be like, hey, man, we're not really getting this over here. And I'm not sure if that's, you know, on those guys in those rooms with that position or does it need to be a coach Tomlin, hey, designating this is a guideline for what you're required to do. 
I'll tell you this, I don't think that's his case because he's not a micromanager when it comes down to running a team like that. It, those guys, uh, whew, I don't know how long they last in this league as far as the professional ranks. Yeah. Oh, Moan. <laughs> it's so much. Stop, we have to stop ending these shows like this with these long sighs and everything. I know. But you know what? If, look at it this way. If we came on here every day and just went, everything's great. It's all awesome. Yay. I mean, who would want to watch this? You know, you have to tell it like it is. Someday, this will be better. (laughs) Trust me. If my Tennessee balls can be better, hey, I can make it through this too, okay? There you go. There you go. Let's do it again tomorrow, Moan. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm very sure. Are you going to laughing at me again? Jim's going to get on you, man. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.